Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Plant-Based Mom Podcast. I am Emily Wood, your host, a plant-based registered dietitian, mom, and wife, and I'm so excited to have you here. So this week's guest is Sarah Goodenough, and Sarah is a registered nurse by trade, but she is the owner of a plant-based no oil meal delivery service called Kitchen Verde, located in Rochester, New York. And she has recently expanded into my hometown, Buffalo. So I've known Sarah for about a year now, and she really is just an incredible person. And ended up doing a complete overhaul on her life from being an overweight nurse, working endless amount of hours, unhealthy lifestyle to adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, taking this and making it her business and just really reaching a whole a whole other level of living. And you can hear the rest of her story in this episode, but my news for this week that I promised to share with you guys today and that is that Sarah and I will actually be co-hosting a radio show together that we will be turning into a podcast. So this podcast will actually be changing within the next few weeks, and I'm so excited about it, I can't even stand it, to be honest. But make sure you stay tuned, because it, it really is just going to be an amazing, amazing podcast that you guys are going to love. So stay tuned for that. And as always, thank you so much for your support and listening to the Plant-Based Mom podcast. And if you are liking these episodes, liking this podcast, be sure to give me a nice rating, share with your family and friends, and keep on listening. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for being here today. Hey, how's it going? Good. So I just have to tell everybody that I love Sarah because from the minute I met her, she was so just down to earth and so translucent. And it was just so refreshing to meet someone that you could really relate to and who's just so passionate about what she does at the same time and really wanting to help people. Um, So Sarah, I just had to say that really quick before we started. Thank you. That was so nice. (laughs) And I just, I love like what you're doing. I love that you're taking your passion and like really running with it. And I'm just, I'm really excited for you. So I feel the same. <laughs> Thank you so much. So I know you've had a very incredible transformation and that's what really started this whole thing that you're doing now, which we'll get into in just a little bit. Um, but what was going on in your life? Like what really prompted you to make this change into the plant-based lifestyle? Well, so this was about 10 years ago and I guess to say it was one thing would be like, you know, it it was like a accumulation of years and years of, I just wanted to feel better. I wanted to be better. I wanted to lose weight at the, at the time when I started, I was a little over 300 pounds. So I was really, I was really sick. I was really unhealthy and I was miserable and I had tried everything that was out there. And when I say everything, I, I, I literally mean like at least everything that I could possibly find if you Google search, like how to lose weight. (laughs) (laughs) they did all of those things and I always managed to lose weight for a period of time but then 
I would gain it back as soon as I was done with the program or I would, you know, not really get good effects or I wouldn't be able to stick to it because it was just ridiculously, you know, you got to take like this supplement at this time and take this supplement at that time. And then one of the supplements made me like super hyper and I'm like, I can't do that anymore. So um, I had gone through this like really exhausting period of time where I was really trying to, to get healthier and lose weight. And I shouldn't really even say get healthier because I was mainly focused on just trying to lose weight at that time. Um, and then <clears throat> I had come across um, this book called Within that talked a little more about the mindfulness aspect of um, health, like mind, mind and body health and how they're all connected. And you can't achieve one without really having the other. So um, I read that. And then a friend of mine in nursing school uh, recommended the China study. So I read the China study, which was written by Tom Campbell and his dad, T. Colin Campbell. Um, and I have a biochemistry background and I'm, I love science mainly because it explains everything and it, it makes sense logically and you can't really refute it. So you know what you're getting for the most part when you read science is, is pretty valid. So um, I read this book um, and for those that haven't heard of the China study, it's, about, it's a book about um, nutrition and disease and kind of the connection between the two. Um, but I read that book and it was just like, wow. Like I, it was like a slap in the face. Oh my gosh, everything that I've ever known and learned about nutrition and health and disease is like totally wrong. And how could that possibly be? And so I kind of went on this whole quest of finding the truth and finding the answers in terms of what health really was. And to my surprise, I had been kind of focusing on the wrong things the entire time when, you know, that I was trying to lose weight. I was focusing on the outside, my outside appearance, what I looked like, which is part of it, you know, like visualizing, you know, how you want to feel, what you want to be able to, what would, what you would look like in terms of like, what would make you feel your best. So that's part of it. But what I was missing was the within part of it and understanding that I had an addiction to junk food. I had an addiction to the standard American diet um, because I used food as a coping mechanism. But on top of that, there was a biochemical process that was underlying, um, you know, my obesity at the time time. And that was the fact that not only was I using food as a coping mechanism, but the standard American diet food produced chemicals in our body that like literally physically made you addicted to them. So having both of those things and understanding um, just kind of the full connection of what health and the mind and the body really, really is all about, that really kind of helped me start my journey um, to going plant-based. And, you know, I started after I read the China study, because you can't really, as much as I was like really disappointed in the fact that like sausage and cheese and burgers were like awful for you, according to this book, um, I couldn't unlearn it and I couldn't unsee it. And, you know, being somebody that really appreciates the science, you like, I can't, I can't refute that. Like, oh my gosh, this is just, this is just the truth. So, um, you know, I started by eliminating things here and there and, uh, I lost like 11 pounds the first week I started and, you know, I waxed and waned with it for a bit, but eventually I just ended up sticking to it because I just felt better when I was a hundred percent plant-based. So mm -hmm. that was kind of a long, <laughs> no, no, it was, it was great. And as far as I know you said, you know, you're really into the science part of it is that the China study, it is all science-based. 
So it's yeah. not just somebody's opinion. It's not just what they heard from other people. It is the facts. It is science. Right. Um, so it's pretty hard to dispute that. And I like too what you said is that this transformation as you started learning about how yes, we want to change our physical appearance, but we really have to change internally as well is that it all works together. Um, so I, I loved that you mentioned that because that is definitely one of the things that I just emphasize so much. And a lot of these other plans that you mentioned, um, you know, and I don't want to knock any, any plans, um, but you know, like Weight Watchers or, or things is that, you know, you're focused on the points or you're focused on the weight loss. There's so many other components that you have to tie in there to really make this transformation and stick with it. Right. I feel like most plans like that, like before I did plant-based, they just focus on the, they're like the surface level of things. Like it's not like there's nothing to knock about them because they're just they're, they're trying to, to fix a problem that exists. And you know, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that, but when you're only touching the surface, like there's no, you can't, that's not a lifestyle change. That's just kind of like a quick fix. So that's kind of how I look at the difference between what plant-based is and like what those other programs are is they're all surface level programs. Whereas plant-based kind of digs really, really deep all the way to the cellular level of our bodies. And, um, you know, it kind of connects everything like what, what, like it connects physics and like what our energy um, does for us and also what our food, the, the energy from our food does to us. And it's just, it just made so much sense and it connected on such a deeper level. Um, and I, I kind of like look at it as more conscious eating as opposed to like, okay, well let's, let's just follow this plan and it becomes like really task oriented. Um, so I don't know, that's kind of like my take on like the different, the differences between what plant-based is and then kind of like what the other diet plans are Mm -hmm. a lot deeper. Yes. And I agree with you for sure. So you mentioned that you continue to eat this way because you were feeling better. So can you elaborate on that a little bit and tell us about how this transition really ended up changing your life? Yeah. So, um, I waxed and waned with it for quite a while. (laughs) Giving up dairy was really a tough thing for me. And I, especially because at the time, you know, I didn't really quite understand. I understood that dairy was really bad for you it made sense that most people were allergic to it because it was like, okay, well, if this isn't really meant for our body, that makes sense that we're either allergic to it or sensitive to it. Um, But I really didn't understand the addictive component of it at that point yet. Like I knew um, a lot, but I just, I guess I didn't know enough to really, so that's why I kind of waxed and waned for a long time. And then finally I understood, you know, on on a cellular level, like, why I was having such a hard time giving it up. And it was that it was creating these chemicals in my body that were making me feel happy from it. And I felt depressed whenever I tried to give it up. So, um, you know, I just, when I started learning about that, I really like dug deep into, um, you know, like the foundations of our body and like how it all works. Because if I understood how our body operated from a cellular level, then at that point, I knew, okay, well, if I eat this, eat this thing, then it's going to produce this chemical, and that chemical is going to produce this reaction in my body. So at that point, I started diving into research study after research study after research study. I did this for like four years, and I, I focused on our microbiology, and I focused on our biochemistry. So when I understood that, it was just like plain as day. Okay, well, when I eat animal-based foods, 
um, I'm going to produce these chemicals. Um, a, a big one being trimethylene oxide, which produces um, instant inflammation in our body, and it and it lasts for up to 36 hours, and it doesn't start to dissipate for up to um, until that 36 hour mark. So basically, if you're eating one serving of dairy or one serving of meat or one serving of any animal product one time per day, you're in a constant state of inflammation. And then finally, it just connected all the dots. Well, our main killers disease-wise in our country are all diseases that have a basis of inflammation. It's because we're in a constant state of inflammation. So really, like when I, found, when I figured that out, I was like, okay, well... Now I know why I feel horrible <laughs> when I eat these certain foods and why I feel great when I eat, you know, the whole foods. And that's because the whole foods produce short chain fatty acids and butyrate being a particular one that's like rocket fuel for your brain, rocket fuel for every organ and every system in your body. And so there was the science behind my feelings. And it was like, okay, well, I'm going to either torture myself once in a while and eat these crappy things, or I'm just going to feel really great. And I'm going to keep building on that greatness <laughs> by eating, you know, whole food plant-based most of the time. So that's kind of how my journey, you know, obviously this was over, you know, a, a course of a few years, but um, that's kind of how my journey evolved and how I was able to finally be like, to leave those things behind and really focus on, you know, the whole foods. And once I did that, it was like, this beautiful awakening of like how to cook this way. Cause I started um, wanting to make it easier for me to cook this way. And that's when I started kind of coming up with this foundation for how to, um, you know, convert standard American diet recipes, like be able to go on Pinterest, be able to go on Google and, and pick out any recipe that you want and then make it whole food plant-based. And then you get to play with the flavors and the textures of things. So it really became a lot more fun when once I decided, okay, this is my lifestyle for good. And I'm, you know, I'm not leaving it behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. Me neither. <laughs> so you have a background as a registered nurse. Am I correct? Yes. I okay. Do. So working as a registered nurse, working in healthcare, um, did you know that this way of eating even existed before you came across um, the China study? Uh, well, I guess like I really, I really hadn't heard the term whole, whole food plant-based. The concept to me was, you know, veganism, which I heard of. I wasn't really like that familiar with it, but at that point I had I had that stigma attached to what veganism really meant. And I just kind of was like, well, that's just not for me. And it's unhealthy. Cause like, where are you going to get your protein and that kind of thing? So, um, I did have a friend in nursing school that was vegan. And that's when I really started to understand what that lifestyle meant. And I was, I wasn't judgmental of it. I was more just curious. Um, I remember her like giving me my first taste of tofu, which I hated at the time. Cause it was really, it wasn't, it was really soft tofu and I just don't do the soft tofu, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I appreciated her perspective and her reasons for doing it. But at the time, like it, it, it didn't resonate with me, but when it, when I came across whole food plant-based that really resonated with me because that was health focused and, you know, being a nurse and before I was a nurse, you know, I got a degree in biochemistry because I wanted to become a physician. So these are things that really mattered to me, like deep down to my core. So then I started, it really resonated. So I, I guess like to answer the question quickly, <laughs> um, 
I didn't really understand whole food plant-based, um, but I knew what veganism was. And until I found a reason that resonated with me at the time, not that um, veganism doesn't now, but at the time it didn't resonate with me, but the health aspect did. So then that was when I started to kind of learn more about the two of them. And I think once you dive into being plant-based, um, you start to see the bigger connections and the bigger picture. And that's, you know, the moral ethical aspect of it too with the animals. And then there's also the environmental aspect. So it becomes almost like this service that not only are you doing for yourself, but you're doing it for other people and you're doing it for our planet too. So it becomes like this all encompassing, all encompassing like bigger purpose too for being here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I've noticed that as well. And that wasn't my intention at all. I was just like, Oh, I'm going to try eating this way and just kind of see what happens. I, I didn't have high expectations. I wasn't, um, you know, doing it for any particular reason, like for the environment or animal rights. And then I did find myself, I, I just, I couldn't believe the changes in myself. And I was already a pretty healthy individual. So I'm like, holy crap, if I'm noticing these changes, I can't imagine what somebody who was, wasn't in the best of health must be feeling after making this transition or during this transition. And then I noticed I, I was how you learn how what's on your plate is, is connecting you on a deeper level with the world around you because in essence, you're helping to protect animals that don't have a voice and you're helping to sustain this environment um, that is really being destroyed by our selfishness. Um, so you're, you're absolutely right about that. And, and I think that's a great point. And, and people that are going into this, um, you do have to find your own reason. And veganism is definitely strongly attached to that whole animal rights thing. And not that it's not important, but it's just not a grab for, for some people. Um, I myself, I'm the same. I, I'm more on the health train. So since whole food plant-based is centered around that health, as you said, you know, that's what drew me in. Um, so, so it just, it, it really does. You go in for one reason and it does expand into several reasons and you just realize how everything is so connected. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to eat anyways. So, sure. so why not eat and, and make a difference in the world while you're doing it? Exactly. Exactly. Like, I mean, there's nothing negative about, you know, all three of those reasons to eat this way. There's, there's all it is, is the positivity and really a, like a, a conscious awareness of yourself and everything around you. And I think it's just a very like wise and conscious way of living life too, you know? So for whatever reason you start eating this way, whether it's for the animals, whether it's for the environment or whether it's, you know, for yourself and, and health reasons, I think that, you know, whatever reason you start, it's okay to let the other things kind of fall into your life because I think it just brings more positivity and like a better, an even stronger and better energy um, with your lifestyle. And, it, mm -hmm. and it, I think it's great. I mean, it's changed my life dramatically, like so dramatically yeah. and for, for the better. And, you know, that kind of has, I've tried to pour that out to my family and my kids and then my friends. And now, you know, with the business, anybody that I can reach and just like, you know, what you're doing and you're sharing it with anybody that you can possibly reach. And I think that's kind of like the, the idea behind, um, you know, what we're doing here is you're, you're connecting everything and you're trying to get it out there and you want everybody to kind of take this and then put it out there for everybody else. So then we just become like one giant world of conscious aware, 
people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The more of those we have, the better off we will all be. So, all right. I know you're a mom and you have some kids, two kids, right? Yes, two boys. So what, um, so after making these changes and, and going through this transformation, um, do you feel like you're a better role model for your children? Absolutely. Yes. Um, I definitely feel that my journey has been, has been able to help kind of show them that, um, it doesn't matter where you're at in life and you can start at any point to to make it better, make it more positive. Um, and then on top of that too, you know, I make them, I make sure to teach them and educate them along the way, not in a way where it's like, okay, well we have to, you know, you just have to eat your broccoli or you just have to eat these beans. I really do try to explain, you know, the science to them in a way that they can understand. Um, obviously I'm not going to tell them about like, you know, trimethylene oxide and butyrate and short chain fatty acids, but, um, I make it like when, for example, my son, um, Sammy, who's nine now, has a canker sore. And what I explained to him was, you know, we've got to make your immune system stronger. Your immune system are those, those little guys in your body that are fighting for you to be healthy. And how do we make our immune system and those little guys stronger? Well, we eat our vegetables, we eat our fruits, we eat our beans and things like that. And so they become more consciously aware at the young age that they are so that they don't have to be, you know, 21 like me and just discovering all of these things. So um, I think that is kind of like the key with our kids is it's not so we've been, we've been trying to just kind of force these things down them, which just associates like a, a negative emotion around healthy food and a negative feeling towards eating vegetables. Whereas if you just tell them, you know, this is what this is. And of course you have to meet them at their level. You have to meet them at their level of understanding um, with it, but, but it makes them, conscious now so that they can just build on that as they grow older. Um, it's not always easy and I don't always win the battle, <laughs> but at least my kids are, are much more consciously aware when they're eating, you know, like what is this food doing to my body? And I notice that they're, they're, it's stronger when they're around me versus like, you know, when they're with their dad or when they're with other people in the family, because I think being around me, like they, you know, at the same time, like I'm their mom and they're like, mom, this is like so bad, right? Like I can't eat this, right? Like <laughs> I can't eat this, it's made from a cow, you know? <laughs> like, but um, I think that's great though, because you know, they're five and nine. They're not going to just get it completely right now, but it, I've at least planted the seed and it's growing and growing and growing. And I have seen that in them. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it helps that you own your own meal service company, which we're going to talk about now. Um, so Sarah is the owner of a meal service company, Kitchen Verde. Um, so Sarah, please talk to us about that. Why did you decide to start this? What's it all about? Yeah. So um, I, was, I was a nurse. I worked in the, in the medical ICU here at Strong in Rochester. And um, I was seeing a lot of the end result of a lifetime of poor lifestyle choices. And the saddest part about it was see, was knowing that most of these people didn't know, like they weren't aware of the magnitude and the, and the dramatic effects of what we put into our body and, and what we're going to get out of it. Um, and I thought that was really sad. And I wanted to, I wanted to educate people on um, how important nutrition and diet was. 
but at the, at the level that I was at, you know, it was kind of hard, especially because I'm working in an ICU. So most of the time they're unconscious, but, um, you know, <laughs> 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 that that really feet, Sarah, come on. <laughs> Let me tell you this while you are unconscious, but <laughs> the way to go. So you don't come back here. <laughs> but, I mean, I did talk to their family members and stuff and I actually did dabble in home care. Um, I was a case manager and that was where I really, really saw how short our healthcare system falls for us. And it was really disappointing because, you know, as a home care nurse and a case manager, you know, I'm going to see patients at their homes right after they're getting discharged from the hospital. And a lot of them are coming home with new diagnoses like cardiovascular disease, um, or they just came back from having a stroke. And they've got all these new medications that I've got to manage and kind of help them understand and help them through the side effects and the symptoms that they get when they first start using them. And, you know, I would, I would ask them all the time. And I, I'm thinking of one particular patient because I just, I adored her so much. And, she had just struggled so bad with um, her new medications when she, she had gone into the hospital, but she had, had had a heart attack and she came out and was just diagnosed with heart disease. And she got on all these, you know, heart meds and she just, she got on all these like cholesterol lowering, med lowering medications. And she really felt like crap from the side effects of them. And she's like, I really don't want to take these. And I said, you know, did they talk to you about like nutrition or your diet at all? And at that point, like I knew, you know, they don't really talk about nutrition or your diet when you go see your doctor or when you're in the hospital. Cause I've worked in the hospital since I was 16. So, um, but it was, it was just still mind boggling to me. And for some reason it really hit me hard that day when she said, no, they didn't talk to me about it at all. And, you know, as a nursing case manager, I have this like list of materials I can use to teach patients about certain things. Um, and one of them being nutrition and diet. And so I grabbed all the, you know, heart disease diet pamphlets and all that before I left the office to bring to her so I could talk to her about them. And I'm looking through and I'm just like, this is just wrong. Like, I, I don't feel, I don't feel ethical knowing what I know and teaching what the system wants me to teach because I work for the system. And I didn't get into healthcare to work for the system. I got into healthcare to serve people and to serve humanity and to do what's ethically and morally right. So I made my own <laughs> nutrition guideline sheets, which I probably, should, you know, I'm not technically supposed to do that, but I mean, what, it's not going to hurt telling patients that, you know, to eat some more vegetables. <laughs> um, and so this particular patient, I gave her, you know, plant-based recipes. <clears throat> I talked to her a lot about the implications of diet and nutrition and disease. And, you know, I did what I could to help her um, from the, the best way that I could in my role as a nurse working for a system, you know? So um, and that was really hard for me. And it was probably the next, the following week, it was at least shortly after that, um, patient that I was like, oh, I gotta, like, I gotta do something. I'm like going insane. I'm burnt out and I just, I can't do this anymore. I can't give information that I know isn't right. And it isn't like going to help other people. So, um, I actually, I had a friend at the time who was a bodybuilder and he was like, I've got all these really bad headaches and what's going on. And knowing he was a bodybuilder, seeing how he ate, I had an, a feeling that it was high blood pressure. And sure enough, it was um, pretty high. And I said, well, let me cook for you. 
I will calculate, you know, your nutrition, what you need nutritionally based on your activity level, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I'll make sure you won't lose your muscles. <laughs> so, because of course he was concerned with protein. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and, you know, at the, he was like, all right, fine, I'll, let's do that. So I meal prepped for him for three weeks. And after three weeks, it probably was sooner, but after three weeks, his blood pressure was completely back to normal. And he was like, you should really do this for other people. And I was like, no way. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna, I would never like open up a food business or anything like that. Um, but then I just found myself continuing to do it. And I was doing this while I was working full time as a nurse. Um, so I would do it on the weekends. And I started doing it for my cousins. And then I started doing it for some friends. And eventually, I was like, I got to get out of nursing. I have to. I have to figure something out. I went back to school, actually, and did the post-bachelor's pre-med program at the University of Rochester. Um, completed that program. And the whole time I was doing it, I was like, okay, so I'm going to go through all the, the rest of the schooling that I have to do. Um, and I'm going to have to pay a ton of money. And I'm going to get this, you know, certificate that tells me I can prescribe medication. So like... <laughs> At that point, I was like, that doesn't really make a lot of logical sense. So I started my business um, after I actually was Googling jobs. I was like, I'm going to be, maybe I'll be a dietitian. Maybe I'll be a nutritionist. But everything that I was looking at, you know, you're working for the system, which means you have to, um, you have to sell and you have to like educate with their principles. So um, eventually I just, I met up with the Campbells because as I was searching for new jobs, <laughs> I came across nutrition and medicine and Tom Campbell happened to be the medical director. And I was like, no way. I couldn't believe it because at that point I had no, I didn't even know they were from as close as Ithaca. Um, and this was years after I'd read the China study. I reached out to him. I'm like, this is my story. Yada, yada, yada. I'll work for free for you. I just wanted, I want to be part of what you're doing. Like, I don't care what you want me to do. I'll like run and get coffee for you, whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up meeting up with him and Aaron, um, his wife, who is also a physician and, and works um, in their, their program there. And they told me about this jumpstart they wanted to do in August where they, you know, you get two weeks of meals, plant-based meals, you get biometric testing and then education from the physicians. And I was like, oh my God, yes, I'm totally in. And it was like March and the next day, cause I was like, I was crying when I left there and I'm like, this is like a dream come true. Like I can't believe, how crazy is it that this book that changed my entire life and these two amazing people, you know, T. Colin Campbell and Tom Campbell, literally changed everything for me and they just happen to be in Rochester and they have a program that I can help you know facilitate so anyway I officiated the the business like the next day and a few months after that we did our first two-week jump start it was incredibly successful and <clears throat> they actually are publishing the results of that in, in a medical journal and we ran a couple consecutive ones since then and, you know, I've continued to work with them, um, doing some research with them. Also, um, they have a 12-week program that they run now. I think you work with them out of Buffalo or, or maybe Tom does, our mutual friend. Mm -hmm. And um, they're doing amazing things. And we're still, we still get to work with them, which is exciting. Um, and it's just like, it's like a dream come true. I really love it. <laughs> Yeah, it was just, it was meant to be. And I fully believe, I'm going to get a little spiritual for a second, but I do fully believe that when you do find your purpose and 
you know, things do just start presenting themselves to you as these doors just open and things just fall into place. And it's really the most incredible feeling ever. And that's actually like, I feel like that's been happening to me a lot over the past few months. I'm just like, holy crap. Like, you know, and, and, uh, and I'm just going to brag a little bit because I'm super proud of this. I was just hired as a, as an instructor for the T Colin Campbell center for center for nutrition studies, plant-based certificate program. And I'm like, Holy crap. Like, I know. Thanks. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, if that's not the Mecca, one of the Meccas for this whole transition to plant to the plant-based lifestyle, I was just so honored. They reached out to me and it just reminded me of your story because I was just doing what I love and getting out there what I wanted to get out there. And then this opportunity literally just falls in my lap and presents itself to me. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't have to be just with the plant-based lifestyle. I mean, it could be for anything that you're passionate about. Anything you want to pursue is just keep driving and letting, just letting it come to you, this whole law of attraction thing. Um, and, and your story is a prime example of that. <laughs> It's insane, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's when it's happening, you're just like, wow, I'm really lucky. And then it just keeps happening. And you're like, okay, this is definitely like a little bit eerie. Like all the synchronicities. Okay, I must be on the right path. Because that's what I really truly believe in that when you are fully aligned in your purpose, um, whatever that may be, it could be anything. But it generally involves good intentions for yourself and for everybody else around you. And I feel like when you're fully aligned, the universe or whatever it is, sends you all these signals, all these messages like, yes, 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 Sarah, you're doing it right. You're keep doing going this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Like it's cool and it's funny and it's fun, but it's like, it's also serious because you know that what you're doing you know that what you're doing the right thing and you know that you're finally like on that path. You're, you're, you've found your purpose. And once you let go, it just kind of guides you like effortlessly to the next, you know, crazy thing that happens. Like that is incredible. Like that, they are the Mecca. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. I got the email. I'm like, am I reading this right? They're all they're They want to uh, interview me for a position with. Oh my gosh. That's like so exciting. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. It's incredible. Yeah. I start officially teaching because I had to go through all the training and stuff because it's, it's a whole platform you have to learn and a whole way of responding to the discussions. Mm-hmm. And um, so I officially start next Wednesday as my first um, class that I'm helping to instruct. So I'm, I'm super excited. It really is a dream come true. Um, so thank you. Yay. <laughs> well, I want to get into, since you know, you're uh, an expert when it comes to food preparation now in the plant-based world. <laughs> Oh. I want to talk because I get so many questions and I'm sure you do too about cooking oil free. Like, how do I do it? Does it really make a difference? And all of that stuff. So um, give us some tips on things that we can do or use besides oil. There's so many. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I teach a class on oil free basics and then I teach like an eight week series on other different topics that also replace oil. So there is so much but that's what's great about it. So um, when, when I saute and, you know, to get the caramelized effect that you would normally get with like olive oil, um, I use vegetable broth. I love using vegetable broth because it has a lot of flavor in it. It has a lot of nutrients in it too. But the best part about it is you get all the natural sugars from the vegetables and fruits that are in the broth and they 
basically help you to caramelize the vegetables that you're cooking with. So it takes a little bit longer um, to caramelize something than if you were using oil, but it's so worth it because you're literally putting, you know, and that's if you use one tablespoon of olive oil, like I can't even remember how many calories it is, but it's like 200 calories for like one tablespoon or something crazy like that. Maybe 113. I don't yeah. Know. I think it's 120 per tablespoon. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Nobody ever uses one tablespoon. Right. <laughs> and on top of that, like it's, there's, it's so calorie dense and it's not nutrient dense, which is something that the Campbell's talk a lot about. So I'm sure you, you totally understand that. Yep. And it's really like, okay, well, you're basically putting liquid fat into your food for no reason because it's just, you're not absorbing a lot of nutrients. Even if it's cold pressed, it still has almost no nutritional value to it whatsoever. So why not, like, why, why put it in there? So um, I use the vegetable broth. Also, vermouth is a really good, um, a good thing to use when you're sauteing or caramelizing things. It adds so much flavor. And again, the sugars help naturally caramelize um, the onions and the garlic. And I actually think caramelized onions, cooking it with vegetable broth or vermouth is way tastier than if you were cooking them with, with oil. Um, and then with baking and stuff, you know, there's, there's several different things I use to replace oil and baking, depending on what I'm making. Um, you know, if I want something really moist, like and dense, like a brownie or like, um, you know, like a banana bread or, or a carrot cake, I use like a quarter cup of mashed banana or a quarter cup of unsweetened applesauce for every tablespoon of oil that's in, you know, the original recipe. And then, um, sometimes like if I really want like a dense, a really dense brownie, I'll even use like silk and tofu, same, same measurement, a quarter cup for every tablespoon of oil. Um, so, uh, also my, my favorite ingredient ever is aquafaba. Do you know what that is? That chickpea liquid? Yes. I've never actually cooked with it yet. I probably should. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like liquid gold. Um, it's, it's the liquid from the chickpeas or I, I even use like cannellini beans, like the liquid from them. Um, and it has like the consistency and texture of like an egg white and you can use it to replace eggs. You can use it to replace oil, but we did this creamy Italian dressing last night that was amazing. And we use white beans in the recipe and then also the li the liquid from the white beans. And it just, it was like the creamiest, best Italian dressing I've ever had. And I actually never really was a huge fan of most like oily salad dressings um, just because I didn't really like the feeling of like eating mostly oil. <laughs> so yeah. I love plant-based oil-free salad dressings. Like I have this newfound love of salad because of them. So um, another, another dressing that we used to replace oil um, was our walnut balsamic. And that was, you know, using walnuts as the emulsifier. Um, and then another base that we used for replacing oil and salad dressings was um, we did a little tiny bit of tahini and then mostly aquafaba and then all the seasonings that we did. And, and that made us like a, an orange tahini. And we also put garbanzo beans in that. So we made an orange tahini uh, salad dressing, which was really good. And then um, I had them do two sauces. We had, they got to pick like if they wanted to do the Alfredo sauce or if they wanted to do uh, this tomato cream sauce. And I actually took the tomato cream sauce recipe from a recipe that I found online that looked so, so good. It was called date night rigatoni. Mm. 
and it was just like this tomato cream sauce with Italian sausage and all the unhealthy animal-based foods um, that you, you know, most standard American diet people eat. But what I did is I took the recipe and I replaced it with whole food plant-based ingredients. So for the heavy cream, I made a heavy cream out of um, cashews and water. So it's, I, I, I also teach a, a class on replacing dairy and cashews are a big part of that. They are, of course, you know, calorie dense, but they're also extremely nutrient dense. And cashews are like one of my favorite things in the entire world because they um, are one of the only foods that has a particular carrier protein that carries serotonin, a large amount of serotonin from our gut up to our brain. And um, also being a whole food fat, it, it helps to absorb six to seven times more of the vitamins and nutrients in plant foods because most of them are fat soluble. So that's what I like to tell people, uh, especially when I'm teaching like these oil-free classes that when you, when you use nuts um, or tahini or other whole food fats to replace the oil in a lot of cooking or the oil on a lot of salad dressings, there's a research study that I actually quote often and I always give the um, research study out because I want people to also see the research for themselves. Um, that they, they took two groups of people and gave them a spinach salad. So the one group had like a spinach salad with a regular oily Italian dressing. Um, the other group had a spinach salad with a nut-based, <clears throat> plant-based dressing. And what they did was they measured the amount of vitamins and nutrients in their blood shortly after they ate these salads. While the group that ate the salad with the, the regular Italian dressing, it almost appeared that they didn't eat any salad whatsoever. But then they measured the group that ate the whole food fat based um, salad dressing and they absorbed six to seven times more vitamins and nutrients. So it was like eating a salad six or seven times throughout the day. And so I always tell my people and like joke around, if you want more bang for your buck, because you really don't like eating salad, just have a whole food fat salad dressing, you know, have a walnut based salad dressing, have a tahini based salad dressing, or even garbanzo beans. We did garbanzo beans um, yesterday in a salad dressing. So um there's just so many, I, I just love plant-based cooking and I love all the different ways you can replace oil, but not only because it makes like oil-free plant-based cooking, you know, easier, but because there's just so many different amazing properties to all these different whole food, you know, whole food plants that um, really benefit our body in different ways. And you can kind of like play around with it because I'm like a huge science nerd. I love anything that like, oh, well, if you pair you know, jasmine or not jasmine, but saffron with cashews, which and saffron helps a lot with mental health. You're going to get like six to seven times more, you know, like benefit from it. And so I love, I love the science of it. I love, you know, the creativity behind it. It's really just like, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is a whole new way of cooking, I feel. Yeah. And it just re-sparks the excitement for cooking instead of coming home every day and making, your baked chicken and your steamed broccoli or broccoli tossed in butter, I think is more typical, you know, <laughs> yep. and your mashed potatoes. It, it's like, you know, that's, it gets so boring. It gets so old. And then when you start making this transition and you're discovering not only, you know, you're discovering all these other new foods, but you're using them in different ways and you're, you're learning about how they benefit your body in different ways. And even if you're not that crazy about cooking, I, I can't see how you wouldn't get even a little bit excited right. <laughs> about plant-based cooking. I, I totally agree because who doesn't get excited 
to hear that, oh my gosh, if I have a walnut-based salad dressing, I don't have, I can only eat salad once a day and like still get the benefit of like six of them. I mean, I think it's just like, it's fascinating. It's cool. And wherever you're at in life, whatever your perspective is on anything, I feel like you can find a really cool reason to cook oil-free plant-based, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. So I want you to talk a little bit. Okay. So Kitchen Verde, um, that's your business. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I know you're located in Rochester, but you're expanding. Yay. So tell us about that. Tell us what you offer. Tell us about your classes. We want to know. Yes. Okay. So we're finally, after three years, <laughs> expanding to deliver in Buffalo. Um, and what we, what we did was we hired a delivery service to be able to do this. And um, we're currently looking for a spot where we can do a drop-off location to start out with until we have you know, a significant amount of people where we could set up drivers, you know, to go to your house there. So for now, we're going to look for a place where we can set up a cooler, um, deliver on Saturdays, and anyone in in the Buffalo area can go to this particular place or places because Buffalo is a little bit bigger than Rochester um, to pick up their food. And we offer breakfast, lunch, dinner. We always have like a soup. We always have a salad and a side. Um, sometimes we do like a lot of fun, special things. Like we did, um, these crab cakes and a remoulade for Valentine's day. We always do like a holiday themed meal sometimes, especially for Thanksgiving and Christmas and like larger, um, family gathering type holidays. We always do like the six packs or, you know, like a a 10 pack for a whole family. So we always like make sure we have a theme there and, um, you know, there's, there's like seven, I think it's like seven lunch dinners to pick from three breakfasts at the, at the moment, our website is a la carte, but, um, by the end of the month, we actually will have a subscription program going and there will be a loyalty program too. So, you know, the more meals that you order, you're, you're going to get a larger percentage off of, um, what you're spending, which I think is great. And we also do a dessert every week too. And the menu does change every week. So you're not getting the same thing all the time. Um, And when we have the subscription going at the end of the month, you'll be able to actually see um, for eight weeks what our menus will be. And you can kind of plan that out and then you can like set it and forget it type of thing. Um, Or, you know, if you're not into that, there will still be an option to, to buy meals a la carte. So and kind of uh, caters to anyone and everyone. <laughs> There's something for everybody. And then um, we'll also, so right now we have our cooking classes on the page. They're actually sold out through March, but we're going to put up a new series of classes um, that will run kind of throughout the spring and the summer uh, pretty soon. And we'll have a whole page dedicated to that. At this point, it's still on the, the food menu. <clears throat> but I teach different classes, like we have our oil-free basics class. I have a knife skills class. Um, I have a ditching dairy class where we talk about all the ways you can replace dairy. Um, The dips, dressings, and sauces. I do like a plant-based meats class. Um, What else? Oh, and the coolest part about my classes, at least what I I think is the coolest part, (laughs) is the fact that um, not only are we teaching cooking skills, but I do a lot of nutrition education because I think it's really important to incorporate both of them because the food that we eat is like the most important thing that we do for ourselves. And so when you're cooking, I think understanding the nutrition of it too, and like how like great it is for your body and like what you're doing for your body by learning these skills makes it more motivating. It makes it a more positive experience. And also 
it helps people re- like you're giving I'm giving you the truth like here's the truth do whatever you want with it but like this is this is like what I'm here for I'm here to teach you the skills but I also want you to understand why you're doing this and you know why this is so good for you too so um yeah we have I think it's like eight seven or eight different classes um and I can't think of all of them off the top of my head at the moment but they're really fun we laugh a lot yes last night um you know we were dancing a little bit and I I also accidentally tied my shoe to the chair I was sitting in so everybody got a kick out of that you didn't even do that I I I don't even know (laughs) it was like my boot that I was putting on and I like tied it to the chair and I was like okay well that's how how this day is going Oh my god. It is a lot of fun and the the way that I do it, I've kind of played around with the structure of them a lot. Um, but lately I've found that the best way to do it is to give a full hands-on experience. And I kind of like people to take like do do these independently in a way where, you know, I'll set up two stations. Like last night we had the dressings and dips station and there was four recipes at the dressings and dips, two two dips and two dressings. And then we had a sauce station. And what I did is I divided the class into groups and you would rotate and spend, you know, 40 minutes at each station. And, um, you know, they picked, they'd pick one dressing recipe and one dip recipe, and then they would do that one. And then the other group would um, do the rest of whatever was remaining. And I put the recipe there. I don't measure out the ingredients, but I, I portion them off so that they know what's what. Um, and that's mainly to encourage them to taste as they're cooking. Add more of, you know, if you want your thing, your recipe to taste like we did at Remoulade, if you want it to be more acidic, add lemon juice. If you want it to be more tangy, add a little apple cider vinegar. And this teaches them the foundations more hands-on and they understand it so much better when instead of me lecturing or showing them how to do it, like, here's the recipe, here's the ingredients, you can follow the recipe, but I think you should more intuitively, you know, take a more intuitive approach to this, because when you go home and recreate these meals, it's going to be so much easier if you just, you taste, like, one one part of the class yesterday, they did the um, tomato cream, which has a lot of leek in it, and, you know, she ended up deciding, the group ended up deciding to put, like, half of you know, the leaks that we had in there. So I don't know. I think it's kind of like a cool, fun way of taking cooking classes. It's a little different, but um, I think it's fun. People really seem to enjoy it. I think that's great. It keeps people engaged and it does get them, you know, it's one thing to watch, like you said, but then when you're actually doing, you do retain that because you're actually, you're thinking about it, you're watching it, you're going through the motions. So it is easier to remember and just, it's a good jumping off point. Um, you know, for you to improve your skill set in, in that area. Right. Um, so I want to, I want to end by asking you this question because I feel like a lot of people give up on this journey way too soon. And so where do you think you would be right now if you never decided to make this switch into the plant-based lifestyle? Uh... <laughs> Um, well, I don't, I don't know, because I think that, I think we all fall into, you know, a path that we're meant to take. And so I look at it in a way where it's, I wasn't meant to do anything, but what I did and, and where I'm at right now. And it hasn't been easy. I mean, it's, it's not easy and it doesn't, there is no end point. There is no end result where all of a sudden you become really perfect at it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's a constant up and down, just like life. You know, you're going to have your periods of time where you're really on point. You're really on top of your game. You're, you're doing this great. You're feeling great. Life is great. And then you're going to have times where life gets really stressful. Life gets really busy and things keep, you know, are hitting you hard and you're having a harder time staying on track or staying with it. Um, that's normal. Like that's what all of us go through, regardless of what, you know, you think you're seeing on social media, you think you're seeing, um, you know, when you see people that are like the experts in what they're doing, or, you know, they're super like chiseled and <laughs> like yeah. healthy, they all still have bad days too. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it is being consciously aware, you know, just ground, try and ground yourself when you fall off the path. Um, I fall off the path. I've fallen off the path a lot in my life. You know, it's not, I'm, I'm not perfect at this all the time. So what I do when I fall off the wagon is, um, you know, I struggle for a little while. Sometimes I get, I stay stuck for a little while, but when I finally reach that point where I'm like, okay, I've had enough of this. I need to really get back on track and starting to feel like crap. Um, I go back to, you know, like what I've learned, um, in the past and like, okay, well, especially about habit change. And, um, I just actually did a post, uh, earlier this week on kind of like my perspective on habit change and how I've kind of changed it over the course of a couple of years. You know, a lot of people say it takes 21 days to instill a new habit. Um, but I've kind of, like, I feel like that does a disservice to others because people think like, okay, well, if I do this for 21 days, like that's it, that's the end result. And I got a new habit and we're good to go. But really there's a process behind it that um, really is the main chunk of behavior pattern change. And there's this thing, um, there's like different phases of it, but I think the second phase, which is usually the tough one where you hit that wall, um, you fall off the path or you know, you go to this party and you just eat everything at the junk food table and now you just feel like a giant failure. Well, you're not a failure. You're just normal and you're just living life. But um, there's two to three times, I think it says, where it's that time where like your alarm goes off to go to the gym and you're just like, ah, there's too much snow outside. I'm not going to go. If you fight through that time, two to three times, that's when it becomes easier to keep it as a habit. So there's I just tell myself that when I'm like, this is so overwhelming and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get back on track. Oh, okay. Well, I just have to convince myself two to three times to just pick the carrots over the pizza. And, you know, that's just kind of a random thing. Mm -hmm. And I'll be able to, to find this a little easier. And you just kind of keep doing that. And you're going to have, sometimes you're going to have like, a, like I said, a long period of time where you're doing great, but you're always two to three times of, you know, fighting the bad urges away from getting back on track. And that kind of simplifies it and it makes it a little less daunting, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but really, you know, the, the key is to understand that nobody's perfect and we're, we're all, you know, we're all just doing our best. And as long as you're doing your best, like that's all you can really ask for. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. That was, that was great. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being so open. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I'm an open book. <laughs> sometimes too open. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you there. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, I think that's really like, um, you know, how we help each other is we, we stay vulnerable and we trust that, you know, in giving ourselves and giving our truth to others that they're going to, you know, they're either going to welcome it with open arms or they're not, but 
if it helps somebody, then, you know, I think that's well worth the vulnerability and, you know, kind of taking that risk and putting yourself out there. For sure. Well, Sarah, I can't thank you enough for being here with us today. This was incredible. And well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I knew I had to have you on the podcast. I knew <laughs> I was so excited when you said yes. I was like, woo, yeah. I was so excited when you told me you had a podcast. Like, what? <laughs> Tell your friends. <laughs> if you want to find out more about Sarah Goodenough and Kitchen Verde and all the wonderful things that she offers, uh, make sure to check out, uh, tell us your website, Sarah. It's www.kitchen-verde.com. So if you want to find out more about Sarah Goodenough, you can read her full bio and check out all her links in the episode description. And I want to thank everyone for listening today and we'll talk to you soon.